0: Greetings, brave listeners. Tales of the Extraordinary has descended upon Portland, Oregon. Not to be confused with Portland, Maine. This is the one where things actually happen. And how we wish you were here on the tour of the Extraordinary. For those of you just tuning in, know only that silent movie star Randolph Moon was recently exorcised of a dark god in Vancouver thanks to the aid of his companion, Detective P.J. Dunlop, and is now traveling back to Los Angeles by hitching a ride with members of the Worldwide Federation of Wrestling, the Canadian wrestler known as Wendigo, former circus strongman Rod Steveson, and female ninja, that's Kunoichi to you folks, Shinobu Fujiwara. Speaking of whom... We begin our tale at Portland's appropriately named Hollywood Theater off the Sandy Boulevard, where our nimble athletes are showcasing their amazing talents. And welcome back to KPTD's live coverage of the WFW. Brought to you by Ethel's Ether, the only ether you can use on bear. Oh,
1: that tagline never gets old, does it? No, siree, Bob. Now, for the listeners at home who don't know, the WFW are a little bit Mexican style, a little bit slam bang Western style, and a dash of Oriental style.
0: Who even knew they had a
1: wrestling style? Yes, Jim. Unless you count, oh, I don't know, sumo wrestling. Oh, um. Yeah, let's get back to the
0: action, shall we?
1: Before that word from our sponsor, we witnessed the overly
0: theatrical entrance of the two contender. I don't know about you, Bob, but I thought for sure the theater was going to burn down from that dazzling fire display. And I thought for sure that you
1: would know not to shout fire in a crowded theater, Jim. Damn it. Or swear on live radio. Come now, Bob. It's radio. We're cutting edge. We can say whatever we want. I have three words for you. Federal radio commission. Threat noted. Back to the match.
0: Wendy, go!
1: Oh, it looks like they've started without us. That would be the famous battle cry of our Canuck friend,
0: the frighteningly pale Wendigo. He appears to be charging full steam ahead into his opponent, Rowdy Rod Stevenson. Where do they come up with these names? Well, Rowdy Rod used to be a circus strongman himself before- Oh, did you see that? I know I did, but I'm fairly certain our radio audience did not, Jim. Maybe you'd like to tell them about it. I've never seen anything like it, Bob. Rowdy Rod answered the Wendigo's full-on charge with an extended arm, like a tree branch to the throat. Or a
1: clothesline. Clothesline? Yes, when I was younger, I'd often get tripped up on one of those in my
0: mother's backyard. No offense, Bob, but I think a tree branch has a much more visceral sound to it, so I'm sticking with that. Fine. Rowdy Rod just
1: tree-branched the Wendigo into a full 360 spin and then dropped right on top of him with the mat. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I'd have sworn it was fake. Trust me, the last thing in the world that professional wrestling could be is fake. I know from... Oh, did you see that? Yes, I did, Jim. And I really wish you'd stop saying that to our radio audience. Rod is actually climbing the ropes on the boxing ring. Is that even legal? Where's the referee down there? Probably flipping through his rule book right now.
0: Wait one moment, folks. It looks like... No,
1: he wouldn't. Apparently, he would. He's going to jump on his subdued opponent. He's airborne! Oh, I can't watch. One of us had better or no one will. Oh, my word! (laughs) The Wendigo rolled out of the way at the last moment. Rod is stunned on the mat. What's the Wendigo doing? He's getting up! He's getting... Oh, you answered your own question. Thanks for noticing, Jim. The Wendigo is holding his elbow up to the crowd. Maybe he's got a boo-boo. Maybe you're a grown man who shouldn't use the term boo-boo in public.
0: Maybe I'm ignoring you, Bob, until... (laughs) Holy moly, did you see that? Yes, I... Hey, the Wendigo leapt up
1: and dropped his elbow onto Rod's exposed throat like a... an
0: elbow bomb. Elbow bomb? Or... Elbow drill! I'll take it! An elbow drill to the throat! I don't know how Rod's going to come back from this. Oh, he's pinned! It won't be long now. Wait, what's that? It looks like Rod's assistant, the little oriental boy in the black pajamas.
1: He appears to be holding a wooden lawn chair. But for what? No way that one was legal. The little boy just broke the chair over Wendigo's back. It's given Rod a chance to escape his bid. Okay, I know that was not legal. Seriously, where is the referee?
0: What the hell? Language, Jim. I'm sorry, folks, but I don't know what I just saw. The little boy leapt onto Wendigo, grabbed the giant's head with his legs, and twisted around him like a snake until... Kiss me on the mouth and call me Shirley. No, she flipped him like he was
1: a giant rag doll. Come up with a name for that one, smart guy.
0: Face flipper? Sure, why not? Rod has managed to crawl over and pin his opponent. A reversal of fortune for our brother from the north. Is there a referee anywhere in this building? Wait, there he is. He's counting to ten and... Wait a moment. Is that who I think it is? My word! Yes! The referee! He's Randolph Moon!
1: Isn't he dead? Just missing for a month or so. It appears he's found a new line of work. Actor-turned wrestler? That won't sell.
0: Well, it's sold to the audience. The Wendy Go is out! Rowdy Rod is the new international WFW champion! Randolph Moon is presenting him with the belt now. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to KPTD's special sports presentation. If you hear of the WFW coming to your town, take our words for it. Buy a ticket and view the magic. It will surely blow your mind. This is Jim Jericho. And this is Bob Angle saying thanks for... (laughs) Great show, fellas. That was real swelly. Totally. Didn't I tell you we'd be a big hit back home?
2: And made enough money for a dinner and gas down to California.
1: I'll drink to that.
2: If you'll excuse me, boys, I'm going to hit the latrine.
1: Polly. What? Please, at least pretend to be a lady, would you?
2: Only if you pretend to be a gentleman, Randy. Toodles.
1: <sighs> I swear, if I didn't know her, in my life. I'd. What's the matter, Mr. Moon? Hmm. Oh, nothing. Your silent partner seems to be pouting, though. Shinobu? Uh Uh-oh. Here we go again. (laughs) Is this a female thing or a Japanese thing?
2: Shinobu is not a boy!
1: Sounds like a girl thing. Waitress? Bill, please? We talked about this already.
2: Shinobu is not a boy!
1: Yeah, we heard ya. Look, this is Oregon, okay? It's not like we're playing to a bunch of suffragettes. What? Sorry. Big word.
2: Rod Shinobu. Shinobu wait in car.
1: Ah, oh, come on. Don't worry, Rod. We'll cover the tab. Go get her. Thanks, guys. I don't know why he's thanking me. I'm not paying. Oh, right. Still no wallet, huh? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of time to grab my things back in Seattle. What with Shinobu killing everyone around me? She does that. Hey,
2: boys. What did I miss? Oh,
1: Miss Fujiwara and Rod are arguing again.
2: Because you keep telling promoters she's a little boy? Pretty much,
1: yeah. To be fair, she's only, what, 13, 14? Oh, she's about 24, yeah.
2: Really? Yeah, trust me. Girls are a little sensitive about this area here.
1: Please stop pointing to your chest, Miss Dunlap.
2: You're so cute when you're coy, Wendigo.
1: Hello, I'm right here.
2: What of it? It's not like we're a steady item. In case you haven't noticed, I haven't cashed in any nuki checks lately.
1: Really are vulgar sometimes, you know that? La la la. You can
2: uncover your ears now, Wendigo.
1: Oh, good. I'm sorry, I... Uh-oh. What is it? Outside.
2: Rod and Shinobu are arguing, so... Oh. Who's that man?
1: He's a pimp. Oh? I mean, not that I would know that. I mean... I may have once researched pimps. Once. For a role. Uh Uh-huh. He looks really mad, eh? Maybe we should... Oh, wow. Oh, great. She's going to kill someone again.
2: No, Rod's holding her back.
1: Here they come. Calm down, girl.
2: No, let me find him. I will
1: kill... She's really turning into a broken record.
2: He said horrible things to me.
3: What
1: happened, eh? Dunno. This guy comes up to us and starts grabbing her. Rattled off some Japanese.
2: He called me whore.
1: Whoa, what?
2: He thought I was one of his property.
1: See? Pimp. I called it.
2: How special you are. Why did he say that, Shinobu? He said, I am Japanese, like all his girls, so I must be his. Oh,
1: yeah. That makes sense, eh? What? I mean, that sounds like something we had up in Vancouver. Canada passed a law a few years ago to limit the Chinese from coming over here, there, whatever, so the Japanese population took off instead. Lots of picture brides.
2: What? Like prostitutes. Came over and worked in the city, but had no family, so they sort of turned to the streets, right? That's terrible. So, Portland has an underground Japanese prostitution ring, huh? Oh, I'm
1: sorry, she.
2: We must help them.
1: What? Kill
2: him. Free girls.
1: Oh, I don't really think it's our place to. I'll do it. What? I know what it's like to be bought and sold like a commodity, used for my body. I'm an actor.
2: Yeah, sounds about right.
1: I'm with the Napa girl. A ninja. Kunoichi. Whatever. I have a plan, but we're gonna need a bigger truck.
2: I already know this will end badly. Come
3: on, fellas.
0: We set our attention now on the Turkish city of Istanbul, nay, Constantinople to you Westerners. The city of the Seven Hills, upon which sits one grand mosque after another. Here in the salient humidity of the morning hours, the globe-trotting psychic to the stars, Vestra Kingsley, stands in the security office of the Sir train station, giving a piece of her own mind for a change.
3: What do you mean you can do nothing? Please, ma'am, compose yourself. I am composed. Composed of righteous anger. The doctor was kidnapped.
4: By a large... Uh, what do you call it? A
3: You know, an android. A
4: robot, like that Czech play.
3: Whatever you want to call it. This thing took my friend. By placing him inside the robot in its uh, stomach. It didn't eat him. There was a large compartment in its torso and... Ah, look, it's already been three hours since, since the kidnapping. We're losing time. I am
4: sorry, but without any evidence or witnesses... The... Ripped a hole in the side of a train So you say It could have been structural damage You should talk to the manufacturer of the train I'm sorry, but we can't do anything
3: Can't or won't? Mom Look into my eyes, copper What?
4: Why do you...
3: Your wife, Melda, is with child You fear you could lose your job if you make any waves So you try to stay out of the way Huh? Typical How... how did you... This is a waste of time Dickie? Dickie? What? Where are you going? Ma'am! Watch my stuff, copper. I'll be right back. Pardon?
4: I'm not your...
0: I'm sure Eastern Turkey is as lovely as you say, but I told you. I want the Orient Express to Paris. The other direction.
5: I understand, sir. But it's very popular service, and... uh... It's booked up, I heard you. If you wish to wait for... Oh, wait one moment. We have a package deal available. One ticket to Paris with four-night stay at famous Jean Carpentier Hotel.
0: What? Now I don't want your scam. I'm headed straight to England. Why would I want to stay in Paris
5: longer than five minutes? But,
0: hey, what, what are you doing with my ticket?
5: Uh, sorry, it was only for that package. We'll find someone else to take it. Are you mad? Where's your manager? You'll have to come back later. Next. May I help you, ma'am? Ooh. Listen here, you corrupt little... Hello? Look at me when I'm talking to you. Here is your ticket, sir. Thank you for your patience. Um, thank you.
3: What can I say? He has a weak mind. Vesper! Is it really you? Is it really... Is it really you? We thought you were dead under that rubble in Siberia. Oh,
0: pish posh. Haven't you learned by now that death is but a minor nuisance to little Dickie Broughton?
3: How ironic, Is you are often a minor nuisance to most everyone else. Oh, ha, ha. Oh, Dickie, I've almost missed you.
0: And I, you, my dear. Ah, oh, but what about Master Lou and the doctor?
3: The doctor? Oh, dear. I nearly forgot. What are you doing today? What?
0: Well, obviously, I was planning to take the train through. Not
3: anymore. You're going to help me find out who kidnapped Dr. Von Kliegel.
0: And what? And come with us now as we hear from our own sponsors for tonight's show. Tired of spending long, sleepless nights with icy feet? Are you awakening your spouse by touching him with your frigid, frigid toes? Are you unable to actually feel your nether regions anymore? Are you afraid you may get frostbite and have to have them amputated? The
2: nether regions?
0: Well, fear no longer! We have Dr. Moonbeam's foot Toasters! Just simply take off your socks, your pantyhose, your lingerie, anything on your feet.
2: Are you, are you in my house right now while you're telling me to do this? Because my husband's really not going to like it.
0: Look over here. Hi. I've brought him with me to show
1: you how the Foot Toaster works. The Foot Toaster was amazing. I was actually considering moving south, taking all my family and, and just moving to a place far warmer. But now, thanks to Dr. Moonbeam's sock toaster... Foot toaster! Foot toaster! I don't have to move anywhere. It's amazing!
0: Here, try mine! Okay. Now, you merely have to wait ten minutes for them to warm up. Keep waiting.
2: Is it good, 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 good now?
0: Any second now! Now they're ready.
2: Oh, oh, My, that's much warmer. I I still have legs and everything else down there that we'll cease talking about on the radio, thank you. Be sure
0: not to leave them in longer than ten minutes.
2: What happens after ten minutes? Fire.
0: Lots of it. In your nether regions.
2: Could you leave my house now singing some sort of jingle so I don't forget about this product? Gladly.
0: Try Try Dr. Moonbeam's foot toasters. toasters.
1: The only foot toasters you can use on bears.
0: Socks. That's right. Dr. Moonbeam's food can be used on bare feet. And now, back to the show! And the scene of a mangled train car in Istanbul. And you're telling me the creature ripped that hole in the train car with its bare hands?
3: I told you it was an automaton. Its bare hands are apparently adamantine steel.
0: Well, it appears the scene is now surrounded by police and looky-loos. I don't think we'll be able to get near it.
3: Oh, Dickie, have you such little faith? Usually. Follow me. We'll just ask that copper at the perimeter really nicely to let us through.
0: By really nicely, do you mean with your supposed psychic mumbo-jumbo?
3: Supposed? Watch this, then.
4: I'm out. Who's going home? get to live here. No, no, no. Pardon me, sir. Ah. Sorry, miss. Uh, no one is allowed beyond this point. It's too dangerous.
3: I was on that train, and I think I may have lost something. I just wish to look around for it.
4: Then you will have to leave your request with the... the, the yes, of, of course, miss. Right this way. <laughs> Luck.
3: Thank you, Mahir. You are very kind. Wait.
4: What? What is it?
3: Mahir, you know something about this accident, don't you?
4: Yes, miss.
3: I see it in your surface thoughts. Yes, that's why you were on the scene so quickly. You were told something would happen.
4: Of course. The commissioner called me this morning. Another special job for Mr. Stavros. Who? Why, Adonis Stavros, the industrialist. They say he has over one billion dollars. A billion
3: And he shares some of that money with the Istanbul police. Why does everyone keep saying that? It's Constantinople. Quiet.
4: Yes, miss.
3: Not you, Mahir.
4: Yes, miss.
3: Do you know why the Stavros attacked the train?
4: I was not told, no. But I have noticed.
3: Tell me, Mahir. Noticed what?
4: Well, the people who go missing, they all seem to be scientists. Very important ones, too.
3: Yes, I see that. You've been researching these men. It's made you curious.
4: Just a little, miss. Don't tell the commissioner.
3: I promise, Mahir. But why don't you tell me where we can find Mr. Stavros?
4: (laughs) No, I cannot. He is a big mystery man. They say he holds legendary parties at his private estate, or sometimes on his yacht in the harbor. But they are invitation only. You have to have some political ties or much wealth. I see. I am far too lonely to even dream of going. I hear they wear masks and do things.
3: Whoa, stop thinking now, please. I, I, I didn't need to see that. Hmm? What? No, tell me. Thank you, Mahir. You have been most
4: helpful. Miss.
3: Now you will forget we ever met or that this conversation ever took place. Understand?
4: Yes. Ah, sorry, Miss no one is allowed beyond this point is too dangerous
3: oh dear truly my apologies we'll be going then
4: what we will what's going on
3: come along Dickie. wherever to the nearest telephone once I make a call to my dear brother Matten we'll be attending an ultra exclusive soiree this evening
0: oh really well I suppose I can do that
3: I thought you might say that
0: you know Vesper dear if you could handle all this by yourself then whatever did you need my help for Ah, dearest Dickie,
3: you are going to be the most important person at this soiree.
0: Oh? How so?
3: You're going to be the bait. Excuse me? Tell me, have you ever heard of Albert Einstein...
0: Meanwhile, in the dark city streets of downtown Portland, an unusual, or perhaps all too usual, business transaction is taking place between Randolph Moon and a certain procurer of the fairer sex.
1: Now, most fellas come to me for some Barney mugging, of course, just looking for a biscuit to show him their berry patch, especially the brush apes from outside the city. Maybe a fella's had his eyes open, if you know what I mean. Wants a little boob tickler for the night, make him feel like a real billboard. So tell me, cuddler, which one are you? That depends, Mister. Call me Jonas. A pimp named Jonas? It ain't my name, Potato. It's what I am. On account of I know how to keep my Jane's in line. You hear me? Sure, sure. Well, Henry Swanson's my name. And excitement's my game. You for real? Sure am. And I heard it on the down low that you were the man to see about special needs. You mean mongoloids? What? No, I... the Oriental girl. Ah, I gotcha. A bit of the A fetish, huh? Yes, sir. Preferably Japanese, if you please. I hear they're really demure. Ain't no Japan girls on these streets no more. Ain't legal, you know. Legal? If I wanted legal, I wouldn't be here negotiating with a pimp. Hey, stop using the P word, would you? Look, I have money. You could have Green Glorious up to your neck. I cannot give you what I do not have. Fine. Not for money, then how about for fame? Why are you taking your glasses off? Hey, I know you. That's right. Randolph Moon at your service. wee, that's berries it is. A fan, I see. Not really, no. I, what? But the girls are. You're real big in Japan, you know that? So I've been told. Wait a sec. You do have Japanese girls. Of course I do, but not just for any old lollygagger. Come with me. Where to? Just over here. See that manhole? You keep them in a sewer? Hey, I gotta keep the merchandise out of sight of coppers, okay? Besides, it's real proper down there. You want me to go down into it? Don't worry. We got this deal worked out. Watch. Here, I'll catch the hole with my cane. You help me pull it. Ready? There you go. Like window shopping, but without the window. Calm down, ladies. Mondai nai, kochirowa, wa o jan Nice. Gotta speak the lingo. Gives me an edge. So, see any you like? Yes, I do. Which one, then, pal? I'll take them all. All? Are you for real, Moon? I hear that a lot. <laughs> well, where are you gonna take them all? You're gonna need a big room, Valentino. No, just a bus. What? Oh, hi there! She drives like a beaut, Mr. Moon. I'm taking these girls off your hands. Excuse me? And you're going to let me, free of charge. What makes you think so? My lady friend here. Who? Hello. Ah! Look down to your pants. You may notice the sharp object in her hand. I remember you. You're that Sheba from outside the diner. This was all a setup. Bingo. Well, you suckers picked the wrong pimp to mess with. (laughs) Let me show you why my name is Jonas. Ah! Damn straight. I've always wanted one of those. Well, let me give it to you. Right in the gut. Why, you little... Don't nobody mess with my streets. My girls... My... Rod, did you just throw that manhole cover? None
2: of you. That's
1: right. I was worried about Shinobu. I think she was holding her own. No, no. I mean, I was worried she'd kill the guy. Come on, Che.
2: Rod is no fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Load your friends on the bus, would you? Hey. Hey, what are you doing, Moon? Oh, nothing. I just wanted a souvenir of our time in Portland. So, you're taking that guy's cape? I'm sure he wouldn't mind once he wakes up. Okay. All aboard, eh?
3: Next stop, San Francisco!
0: I still look ridiculous.
3: No, you usually look ridiculous. Now you look slightly more normal.
0: I can't believe you talked me into shaving me mutton chops. You know how long it takes to grow those? Shh.
3: We're approaching the door. Use the accent.
0: Ja, Frau Kingsley. Cute. Invitations?
3: Here. Herr Einstein traveled quite far to meet Mr. Stavros, so do let us in, won't
5: you? Of course, madame. Right this way. Let me guess. Blank paper again?
3: Works every time. Simple-minded bimbo. I see people up ahead. We're on.
0: Wunderbar.
3: <sighs> Just act natural.
0: I'm either natural or I am German. One cannot be both.
3: On second thought, let me do the talking.
0: Meh. And that is how I discovered...
3: The theory of relativity.
0: The queerness of relative. Sorry? It should
3: be noted that English is not his first language.
0: <clears throat> I'm sorry, Professor, but I've always wondered, what did you do with the Nobel money? Why, what anyone would do. Blew
5: it all on the drink and the dames, of course. <laughs> or whatever that is in German. Oh, God. Excuse me, Mr. Einstein. Contessa. Contessa? Shh. Master Stavros would like to enjoy the pleasure of your company.
0: Ah, ist gut, yeah. Ja? Lead on, mine Capitan.
5: Um, yes. Please follow me.
0: Good evening, folks. We shall discuss physics at a later date, then.
3: Eh?
5: Just through here, please.
3: Back out front?
5: Yes.
0: Read his mind or something, Kingsley. What's going on?
3: I can't. He's put on sunglasses for some...
5: You will get in the car, madame. Make me. Yes, madame.
3: Ow! Ow. Let me go! Dickie, knock his glasses off!
0: I will, and I'll do more than that. Ha! (laughs) You, uh, didn't really feel that, did
5: you?
3: Doesn't matter. Look here, Peluca.
5: Oh, yes. What do you wish?
3: You will take us home. Now.
5: Yes, madame.
3: Good. Here are your glasses back. Thank you. Wait, I said us! Take us home! You've left my friend outside.
5: Yes. We are going home. You will meet my mother in eastern Turkey. It is quite lovely this time of year.
3: What? Damn it! I mean, home to the hotel! Unlock this door. Oh, right. Glasses. Wonderful. What the hell? Kingsley, where are you going? Hey!
0: What the devil is that noise? Looks like a person. Oh, no. Automaton! Aren't exactly looking up, are they? Little Dickie captured by a robot android thingy. Vespa Kingsley going home to meet Mother. What will happen next? Will Dickie meet the enigmatic Adonis Stavros? Will Randolph Moon make it to Los Angeles without further incident? Or will something else horrible happen? Find out in the next episode of Tales of the Extraordinary! Episode 4 of The Tour of the Extraordinary stars Joseph Newhouse, Chris Rickabaugh, Justina Sexton, Portland fan Jared Souza as the pimp named Jonas, Seattle fan Chris Haddad as the train station constable, Julie Hoverson of the radio drama 19 Nocturne Boulevard, be sure to check that out online, and her cadre of actors Dan R. Hoverson and Renaud LeBouffe, the talented cue cards of Miss Karen Brooks, and myself, Michael T. Coleman. This tour would not have been possible without the aid of Samantha Mason, Lothar Tuppen, Rachel Bieber, Liz Moop, Marilyn Taylor, Shelby Grant, Kate Leahy, Robert Chapin, Brianna Aibi, Servitude The Series, check them out online, Stevie Morley, Jens Merrill, Joe DeVito, Ryan Stern, Brad Philman Jason Zippe, the aforementioned Matt Yamashita, and the lovely Karen Brooks, all of whom have earned our gratitude of The Extraordinary.